Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're going to be talking about the challenge of change. And I reckon that you could probably put people into two camps when it comes to change, or whether they love it or they hate it. A bit like Marmite. A bit like Marmite, exactly, which has divided the D- nation divided of the UK. Divided our house. Well, if like, only everyone loved it like I do, it would all be fine. I'll tell you what I really hate is Marmite breath. Oh, <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of Marmite. No. Neither uh, is uh, Isaac. But uh, What about change? Are you a fan of change or not a fan of change? Um, well, do you know, it's a funny thing, isn't it? I guess it's, it sort of isn't maybe as black and white for me. Um, I sort of swing from one camp to the other. Depends <laughs> what it is, I guess. Yeah. So sometimes I love change, love an adventure, love um, the new yep. and, uh, you know, out get me out of this rut or, you know, that sense of adventure. I, yeah. I think I rise to that. But then other times I, I feel apprehensive and, right. and it's hard, isn't it, to define why, why that would be. Well, it's uh, definitely been 12 months of change. Yeah. Right. I mean, in a way that the world would never have, we would never have imagined in a million years, would we? The yeah. amount of change we've all been through from 12 months ago, suddenly everyone's been locked up mm-hmm. in their own homes and you can't go out. And then things start to lift a bit and then you get locked up again. And then things are about to start changing again. It's strange how you can get used to it. I remember at the beginning, it felt really scary because you didn't know when it was going to change back. Right. And then you kind of get, it, you know, you sort of get a little bit used to it and yeah. it becomes the normal, doesn't it? I yeah. suppose it's like, I suppose it's like anything, isn't it? It just becomes the new norm. And now we're faced with change again. Yeah. Now we've got used to it. Now we've got to start adjusting, adjusting back to how things maybe, were before. Maybe adjusting is the word that we, it, it is the bit in it yeah. that we fear because yeah. it's, I don't even know if it's a strong, for some people it will be fear, won't it? But I think even, I think for me, I would say maybe a word apprehension, you know, like it's yeah. like kind of like, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's fear or, I'm, you know, I'm not laid awake at night worrying, but it's an apprehension. It's a kind of like, ooh, what's life like like that? Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember. Exactly. So there's probably, if you look at it, if you do look at it a bit more black and white and you've got the one camp is the fear of change and maybe that's just on particular circumstances. What is it we actually are afraid of? I think it's the unexpected, isn't it? It's the unknown. Yeah. Can I adjust? Will I adjust? It's yeah. And just going back to things like relationships, you know, things that we're, you can even be things that we're craving. Like we, on one level, we're craving for connection. Get but me it, off Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get me off Zoom. But also we're, we're, maybe a little bit apprehensive about it or really scared about it for some people. Yeah, definitely. I think think one of the things as well is that there's an element of risk, isn't Mm. there, with change. And there can be that fear of what if I, what if what I end up doing, what if the result of the change isn't what I expected or is worse than I expected? And I was just thinking about how when we decorate, well, in our shed, we've got like so many tins of tester paint pots haven't we because if we're going to paint our one of our rooms we just get a bit weird about how many tester pots we have to get to... well we have to be honest this is my problem well i wasn't gonna say it but <laughs> we do need to try out various colors well i just want to get it right yeah okay 
And I think I think in and that enables you to do that, right? Because you can put a nice big blob of this colour on the wall, and suddenly you see it on the wall. You think, ah, that is hideous. Because if it doesn't match the curtains, we'd have to buy new curtains. It'll be a terrible, terrible so, thing. Yeah, there is logic. But you do wonder. It would be nice, wouldn't it, if in life, when you were when you were making a decision to change something in life, whether you could do a tester version. Yeah, it'd be really. So good. you could go ahead into it, and you could think, oh, well, this has worked out great. I love it. Let's keep going. But or if you think, oh, yeah, yeah, I do not like this, then you could just kind of reverse back and put, in, and put a new, new colour. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's, it's that risk element, isn't it? It's yeah. like there is always a risk with change. Well, it is jumping in, isn't it? You know, I think of the big changes that we've made in our lives, moving overseas or, um, y- y- you know, you, you're risking a lot, yeah. really. And, yeah. and, and more so, even more so for us, it wasn't so much even worry about you and me was it you know you and me you think well it can be a bit of a tester pot we'll give it a go we don't like it we'll come home with our tail between our legs but what have you lost you know um but it was the kids yeah like taking them out of their schools yeah having to adjust to a new way of learning and all those kind of things yeah and some people are facing change that isn't that that isn't within any of their control or their choice at all. They right. just have to. Circumstances have changed, yeah, and they're forced into change, and that that it is challenging. I mean, it really is, and it's it's where it takes it out of our comfort zone. It forces us really to that place of: Are we going to trust? Yeah. Are we going to trust the Lord? Are we are we going to let you know take hold of His hand and believe that He's going to help us through this? Right. I guess on the other hand of those who are maybe fearful of change are the people that thrive on change. I mean, they love change. They don't like getting stagnant or stuck or they want to be out forging a new path all the time. And there's a real, there can be a real healthiness to that, can't there? But I guess there can be a, an unhealthy element to that too, can't there? Where maybe... Well, maybe they're afraid of different things. So yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, they're not afraid of the change, but they're afraid of the... Feeling stuck stagnant yeah 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 or being trapped i think being trapped or yeah not being able to get free so it's a, it's, it's still at the challenge of change really isn't it yeah. because maybe they they're then always looking for it you know when actually going back i mean we're always talking about it aren't we when we lived in america but talk about it again why not <laughs> very shaping for us but when we were going to australia or america um both times I can only talk for me, but I really knew this is an adventure. This was exciting. Yeah. This was, Lord, you've got something new for us. You know, this, obviously there was all the apprehension and fear, like I've just said, for whether it was going to be detrimental to the kids. I'd say that was the big thing. And just trusting him and that sort of sense of like, you know, like we say, like oh, people often talk, don't they? Like jumping off the cliff and trusting the Lord that there's right. a parachute. And it's, you kind of get, there is something very exciting in those moments, as scary as they are, because I really knew it was Lord in it. And, um, well, and, and I wanted to do it, you know. Yeah. When we were coming back, I really felt differently. And that was quite a new thing for me because I've never experienced that before where, where I felt like the Lord was wanting us to come back. But personally, I really didn't want to. So I guess I sort of went on this roller coaster ride, really, the whole time of the two different extremes. Yeah. And, and I really had to get to a place of saying, Lord, I, I've got to trust who you are, that you're not going to put me back in a situation where I would get stagnant and trapped and yeah. lifeless. You've got life for me. And 
for for us and for our family. So this is going to be for good. And, and the long story short is it has been. It, yeah. I don't feel a t- I don't feel any of those things that I thought I was going to because God's good. Yeah. And He's got my life, and He's got the kids' life, and that doesn't mean it's all been easy, but He is good. That is definitely a comfort, isn't it, for us as God's people to have that comfort of knowing that God's good and He's with us and He's for us and all those kind of things. I mean, even right now in the world with this big vaccine rollout and everything else, certainly in the UK, these restrictions are starting to be eased, aren't they? And so there's this kind of trajectory towards sort of reconnecting with people again after a year of not being connected and for some people not leaving their homes for an entire year, you know, or or if they have done, it's been very rarely and there's been face masks and distance and no physical touch, all those kind of things. It's a big deal, isn't it, to suddenly sort of re-enter that way of living and and uh, and to know as God's people that he's with us in that, he can yeah. help us with that. Boy, what a relief, you know. Even if it isn't what we think we want to do or what we think yeah. would be the best for us. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Like it's God, you've got a, you have, I believe your promises. I believe who you are. I believe your love for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. It's well, a challenge. I was thinking too as well, you know, part of the whole thing of being, the, the stay-at-home rules of, of the government and all those kind of things have been really hard, but they've also they've helped us to avoid things that we maybe didn't actually enjoy before. Mm. So maybe we were always invited to do stuff by people that we felt compelled to do or we were always nervous of uh, or, or we found that social interaction difficult. Well, now we've had an excuse not to have that, you know, and the danger, I guess, would be that we just think, well, actually, this is better Right, we we go back into negative things. I'll stay yeah. here, you know, because yeah. at least it's familiar. Yeah. And and there's something about that issue of familiarity that's so powerful, I think, that stops us from moving into the new and to right. having the fullness of life that God wants for us because he does want us to relate to each other. That's part of how he made us. And it reminds me so much of the children of Israel when they uh, they just had this amazing deliverance out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt and God had delivered them out of the land and through the the Red Sea and into the promised, you know, on, on route to the promised land. And it was like six weeks after that. I mean, we're not talking very long of, of one of the most dramatic deliverances in the history of, of humankind, you know. And, um, and then in Exodus 16, verses two and three, it says, there too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. I mean, these words are amazing. I mean, they're talking about, these are the people that were... Talk about spinning it. (laughs) Yeah, talk about forget the bad stuff. I mean... Spin. Forget the fact that that you were slaves, that you were beaten, that you were oppressed, that you were crying out to God for deliverance. Actually, now all you can remember is, oh, we sat around pots of meat Mm. and we had all the bread we could. I mean, I'd probably remember the food, to be honest, but, I mean, what a change. Well, I think you might remember the beatings, Andy, and the (laughs) horrible stuff as well. Something's happened, isn't it, with the people? I mean, they're they're craving after that that familiarity of what they know. And and that's and that's a danger for us. I think even today that's a danger for us that we stay with what's familiar and what's yeah. comfortable and what we know. Do you remember when um, when we had Sadie as a puppy? We've got a golden retriever called Sadie, and um, when she was a puppy, we crate trained her. Do you remember? Right. Yeah. yeah. 
and we would lock her in the crate when we went out, if we popped out somewhere. And, and then one day we decided, probably because people were commenting, somebody was commenting, you know, back in England where I don't know if people do crate train, I don't know. Anyway, um, and we thought, oh, well, let's leave her loose in the house. We'll leave her. She's all right now. She's trained. You know, she's not going to eat any more cushions because there are no more cushions to eat. Right, right. <laughs> um, and, um, and I left her. And when we came back, do you remember? She was back in the crate. Yeah. The door was open on her crate and she'd gone in. Yeah. And it was such an eye opener to us that mm. here we are, the crate's open. You've got the whole house. You're free. You're free. But she didn't want to be. She wanted to be yeah. where she felt safe. Yeah. And it's a, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think we can be a little bit like that. Like, it'd be funny to think that we could look back on after we come out of COVID and life goes, will we look back and yeah. think... Oh, oh, do you remember the good old days? If we had a bit of a lockdown, it might yeah. be nice or something. It's just bizarre, isn't it, really? Yeah. And I think the truth is God doesn't want us to be stuck in a comfort zone, does he? Uh, and, and I think that the Lord is always calling us, not, not in a cruel way, but there is something of God that he does call us out of our comfort. To grow. To grow. is the is actually the only way to grow. Yeah. And And if you look through the scriptures, you'll find character after character that was called by God to do stuff that really, if you ask them, do you fancy doing this? And I said, oh, no, thank you. Pick somebody else. I mean, Moses didn't want to be chosen. Gideon's trying to argue the point that he's the wrong guy for the job. There's a myriad of these people that are just saying, well, this is outside my comfort zone. You're, you're asking me to do something way bigger than I'm able to do. But this is something that God's doing with all of us, actually. He's, he's beckoning us out saying, come on, Follow me. I can give you what you need to make it happen. I can yeah. give you the strength you need and I can give you the courage. And 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 the thing with it is that if we do that, this is where we find life. Yeah. But it's a it's a father heart, isn't it, of God? Yeah. You think of yeah. for us with our kids, if we'd never never sort of encouraged them out, you know, we'd created some sort of wrong idealistic comfort just just stay at home and stay in the, like, you know, they have, you have to, you have to step. It is how you grow and you grow through failing at things as well. And, and learning that that wasn't quite right or that didn't work out. And, but it is the goodness of God that he gives us those opportunities because we change and develop. And if we were just left to our own ideas, we, we'd live such restricted lives, wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to, to read Isaiah 43, 19, which is a very well-known verse, but it says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And there's something about that verse that's so hope-filled, is that our God is a God that's always looking ahead, like he knows the beginning from the end. He's definitely got a plan. Mm-hmm. We might not understand it. Well, we don't. But he's got a plan and he's doing a new thing in all of us individually. Every every one of you listening, he's doing a new thing for you too, you know. And 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 the thing with it if is it it's when we when we perceive it, when we when we go with it with the Lord, we discover that he is at the same time as doing a new thing, he's making a way in the wilderness, mm. which would seem like a very a place you don't want to be, actually, because it's dangerous and hot and all the rest, and he's he's making a way in the wilderness, and he's bringing rivers in the desert. It's all about life. This yeah. is where we find life. Yeah, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, 
yeah. plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Yeah. You know, it's taking hold of these promises as we go into change or, or for the other people, the other extreme where they have to settle, they, you know, choosing to settle, choosing to, to not run away. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It's sort of running away from anything that's, that's confining. Yeah. I just wonder what the, why is we don't like things different to how we like them? <laughs> what is, what is going on inside that even though we know God's good, we know he's great, we know he's in charge, we still have our human nature pulls towards, well, I guess it's, I'm answering my own question as I'm talking, we pull towards, I want to be in control. That's exactly it. I want to be in charge. Yeah. I want to, I think, this funny in all of us, this funny written thing in our hearts, I think I can keep myself safe. I think I know better. I think that's it. Absolutely. It's um, when I'm in control, somehow I've, I've duped myself into thinking that I am, I'm better protected and safer. Because I can predict and, and uh, preempt and... And I know what to expect and I know how to react and I know what to do, even if it's negative, even if it is like Sadie's cage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what to do. Well, the Israelites. Yeah. In, in, I know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. I might get beaten, but at least I get food. Yeah. And I guess it's a subconscious thing, isn't it? It's not something, but it is something that we've got to realise is at the root of it, because we can be driven by that control in ways that we don't even realise. I think it's interesting, isn't it? I think, you know, we, ma we make this decision at a point in our life where we choose to surrender to Jesus. We, we recognise that he died on the cross for us and he paid for our sin and he's made a way for us to be born again. I mean, amazing, right? But there remains in us such a, a, a pull towards an ease to which we, we take back control again. Yeah. Because the thing is that when we, when we surrender our life to Jesus, we... We effectively, we're not our own anymore. In fact, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says it in words of one syllable, really. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. There's the call. You know, you were bought with a price. We were bought with a price. And we're not our own anymore. We've surrendered our life to Jesus. Yeah, well, well, but that's a that's a big thing to say. I've surrendered my life to Jesus. Yeah, have we? Like, I don't well, know, I'm not being. I'm not pointing the finger. Yeah, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm just thinking. Like, it's a big thing to say, isn't it? Like, what is it? Just that one off? Oh, surrendered. Right, Jesus. I've invited you into my life. It's I've a repented daily challenge. It is, Andy. It, and, and moments. In, and in those moments, that's what I find, in those moments, I can even start off at the beginning of a day, Lord, you're king, you're in charge. But it's then, so easy to take yeah. that control. It's so easy to do it. And so the challenge is, who really is the boss of my life? Who's the Isn't king? It? Who's the king? And, and will I trust him? You know, yeah. will I, that's what, that's, that's the big thing about giving up control, isn't it? It's about trust. Yeah. You're not going to give up, you know, you're not going to give up control to somebody you don't trust. Right. Because then they're in charge. And what if they're not trustworthy? Right. What if they're going to let you down? Think yeah. of that trust. You know how kids, you do that trust fall thing? Yeah. You've got to stand straight and someone behind you is going to catch you. And it's, you hope I mean, it's someone it's strong. We've been married for, how long, how long have we been married? 20. How can you not six, remember? Coming up 26 years yeah. we've been married and I still 
can't do. Come on, I'll catch it. It'd be no problem. I think you'll just get distracted. You don't need all those. You'll look out the, the window. <laughs> like, oh, the phone just rang. But it is like you know, one of the things that really spoke to me a lot about trust because it, it you know if anyone struggled with anxiety or fear in their lives, well, we all have, haven't we? But it comes down to trust that, and the Lord, you know, is is wanting us to know what it is to really trust him. And there was one time when we were out in the lakes and we'd gone on this um, high rope adventure thing, hadn't we? And I I don't even know why I was doing it because I hate heights. (laughs) Can't even even go up a ladder, can I? But there I was on this high rope thing. It was Jake's birthday and I thought I'd be a nice mum or something like that. And I'm up on this thing and there's all these kids behind me, you know. Do you remember? They were all like, why is that that old lady taking so long? (laughs) Why is she not going across this rope? And I'm like, oh, absolutely terrified, totally terrified. And then we get, I manage it all and we get to this one thing, which is where you've got to jump off this ledge onto this giant ball. Yeah. Do you remember it? It's quite a big drop underneath, wasn't it? I was horrendous. And I just stood there frozen. you were harnessed in, to be fair. It wasn't. Yeah, but this is my point because I just froze and just was terrified even though everybody was behind me mourning and complaining and and the lads were like go on mom do it do it weren't they (laughs) anyway I leaped off pathetically and and basically didn't even hit get anywhere near the ball did I and I just hung from my harness upside down and caused the right chaos because they had to come and rescue me but I don't know if you remember but I was just laughing and laughing and laughing I was absolutely hysterical and it was just the relief. And all I kept saying to the lads was, the harness, it worked, it worked. <laughs> and then I was like, why on earth don't they show you at the very beginning that, that the, the harness, harness works? works? I just was like, this would change, this would have changed my life. Yeah. What well, would have changed my my experience on the high ropes? And to me, that is the the bottom line. Like when we when we have these moments where we let God show his trustworthiness. Then we realise it works. He works. And it can be one little thing in our lives. But when we say, God, you were faithful. You came with me to that right. doctor's appointment. Or you helped me in that moment where I had to go for a new job. Or you were, you, know, you didn't make everything perfect, but you were with me. And you're trustworthy and I can trust you. And then it grows. And then there's another opportunity. It's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember it, the harness worked. He was trustworthy last time. He's going to be trustworthy this time. And to me, that's the whole journey of growing with God. Yeah, is he keeps proving himself trustworthy. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think I think it's important that we're honest with ourselves and with the Lord about that because as Christians, we know that we're supposed to trust God, don't we? So if if anyone was asked to ask you the question, "Do you trust God?" we'd say, "Oh yes, of course, God's trustworthy." But there's, there can often be a secondary feeling after that, which is, oh boy, I don't know if I really do for me in what I'm struggling with and will he really come through for me? Like I can believe it for other people, but, and so this is where we can know about God, can't we? And we can know that he is trustworthy, but we struggle to actually know it ourselves. Yeah. And to be honest about that with him, of course, he won't be shocked by it. We can just say, Lord, I don't know if I do trust you and could you show me your trustworthiness? And maybe there are people in our lives that that broke trust, mm. that should have been trustworthy, that weren't, that have kind of shaped that view of God. Well, yeah, and it's all down to me now. It's all, I've got to be well, what, 
And what a terrifying place yeah. to be that is, where I'm suddenly my own protector, my own defender. I've got mm. to navigate my life on my own. Are you kidding me? That's terrifying. No wonder you're in control because yeah. when nobody else has been, yeah. you've got to be, haven't you? Yeah. So we can start with this place, can't we? Even even for all, all of you listening, you know, there's that, Lord, can I really trust you? Can I trust you with the little things in life? Can I trust you with the big things in life? Can I yeah. trust you with my work, my family, with you know, re-entry into the world post-lockdown. Can I, can I trust you with all those different things? And, and, and if we struggle with it, we can just talk. We can just talk like we're talking now. We can talk like that to the Lord and say, yeah. or write it out or whatever. Lord, I, I struggle with it. Can you help me? Can you mm-hmm. make these scriptures that I have heard and read and maybe even memorized stuck on my fridge or whatever, can they become really true for me? Mm. And then it is giving him opportunity to prove that trustworthiness well exactly because i was thinking about you on your rope you would have never known that harness worked no. until you jumped well until i fell <laughs> well, well, yeah, exactly yeah yeah, no, yeah. That's so it. it didn't even i mean you could have thought to yourself well i'll jump on the condition that i land properly but actually it doesn't always work that way and even in the falling we can find wow lord you're so faithful yeah but that's it isn't it you see so yeah. we've got to invite we don't have to say we've got to but you know if we invite the Lord into all these little things of our lives. You know, like I just said, you've got to, you've got to go to an appointment that you're scared about. You've got to go into a relationship. You're meeting back up with people that you're maybe a little bit intimidated by, or you're, you know, you, it's difficult, or you going for a into a new job or a new situation and you're scared. It's saying, Lord, will you come into that and help me and mm. and show you? It's just I, I'm believing. I'm trusting you that you're with me. And when we find that he is with us and he's trustworthy to help us, yeah. then it's like, it's in the bank. I always think it's like that. It's like, it's, you've put one in the bank. Do you right. know what I mean? You've put, it, it's like a deposit in the bank yeah. and you can start to build up those trust deposits. Yeah. It's a bit corny. But. I think one of the key things in moving forward practically is to just be kind to ourselves because, you know, I remember when we were coming back from the States um, a good friend of ours said, look, you need to give yourselves a year to readjust to life back in the UK. Mm. And it really stuck with us, didn't it? I mean, mm. because I think we felt this sort of pressure of we've got to hit the ground running. We've got to make sure the kids are okay. We've got to, and it just took all the pressure off. It was just like, actually, this will take time. Well, because there is a readjustment, yeah. not just with something like that, but any change, there is well, a coming readjustment. Out of COVID, coming out of yeah. COVID, what a massive yeah. readjustment that is. Maybe we've been working at home for the last year. Suddenly we were in an office with loads of people. Yeah. We've got to get on the on the tube. But that isn't all easy, is it? Like no. when I think of the kids readjusting when they came back, it was hard for them. They yeah. had to go into new schools. They had to make new friends. They had to readjust to a whole different spell words a different teaching way. thing. It was a massive readjustment yeah. for them, but God was faithful to them in it. And, and they can look back, but it took time. Yeah. It did take time. And that, and just, I think we sort of think it all has to be perfect straight away. Don't we? Yeah. But we That's, can take small steps too, yeah. can't we? We can just do little steps and ask God to help us. And then we can just grow and, I mean, with the whole COVID thing, to be honest, you can be aware that most people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a comfort. I do think yeah. that is a comfort, that we're not in it alone. It's not what the enemy tells us just because you're weak or you're you're whatever. You, he's such an accuser, isn't he? I mean, we always say yeah. it, but he is. He's such an accuser. And it isn't that. It's just 
and, and it's and it's not what we feel like it's what we do with those feelings it's what we it's you know we can feel worried we can feel apprehensive there's no shame in that but the the challenge is what do we do with that yeah do we say lord i'm reaching out to you i, I always i've always had this very physical sort of picture thing of just raising my hand up just reaching out to hold his hand and you know do we do that in those moments of apprehension or panic or uncertainty mm. um or do we you know just pull in and rely on ourselves yeah i guess i wanted to just close with a thought with an encouragement really like in our life so much changes as we grow older as we have families we change jobs we change churches whatever is going on there's like constant change and in a sense being a follower of Jesus means there's going to be constant change. He's doing a new thing. He's going to be leading us into new things. But the comfort for us is that he doesn't change. Like he brings change, but he himself doesn't change. And James 1.17 says it this way, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. He's mm. always the same. His character is always the same. He's always as faithful as he was with Abraham and Isaac and all these, you know, giants from the Bible. He's that faithful for us, mm. that mindful of Consistent. us, that consistently the same. And that's the comfort we have, that he goes with us into the tomorrows, you know, into the changes. He's going to be there with us and he's always the same. Into the unknown. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Yeah. Just thought of that when you were reading it. Yeah. So uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Lord, that you are a good, trustworthy God. And in this life that we lead, Lord, we find many challenges to change. You're, you're wanting to change us and you're leading us into new things and the world around us is constantly changing and some of that makes us feel anxious, Lord. Some of that we push against and we want to hide away from. And so we're just asking, Lord, that you would help us. Please would you help us, Lord, to embrace the life that you have given us, walk the path that you have laid out before us without fear that we would find you faithful, Lord, as you are so faithful. Help us to be kind to ourselves and to those around us, to be compassionate, Lord, and, and patient and to grow together as your body. So we pray these things, Lord, with thankful hearts and in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, guys, thanks so much for joining with us. And uh, we hope it's been an encouragement to you and um, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at LL.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at LL.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>